Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc you are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called financial ineptitude anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by financial ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus edition of Trade Runner, our mini-series featuring Rich Friesen of Mind Muscles Academy that is focusing specifically on trading psychology. In previous episodes, we covered set scores, measuring what matters, gaining confidence in yourself and your strategies, persistent trading mistakes and nightmare trading and nightmare trading traps. And most recently, you heard my private conversation with money. Those episodes are all going to be linked in the description, but this month they're going to be doing something special. Purdue, Joel, and Bear are joining in to take Rich's trading assessment, the results of which we're going to be discussing afterwards. If you are listening to this via your favorite podcast app, we suggest watching the YouTube version so you can follow along with the assessment and be able to see Rich's screen. Uh, that's the reason why we're doing video today. And if anybody else has any questions, comments, or if you just want to share something with us, feel free to send us an email to twobulls at financialineptitude.com, or you can use any of our socials. All right. Without any further ado, uh, Rich, you want to kind of just walk us through what the plan is today? Sure. So we've had an, uh, as an assessment up for traders for a number of years, we've have over 1,000 traders completing it. So as a result, we have a large sample size of the issues that traders face, what their mindset is on a number of different factors. So <clears throat> Kyle and I 
came up with a thought is, what if we were to do this in real time? You can follow along. You can fill in your own assessment, and there will be a link to the assessment. If you go to mindmusclesfortraders.com and you look at the right panel and scroll down, you will see take the take the trader test. And when you do that, it'll take you there. Or I'm sure we'll put the direct link yes. in the uh, in the notes. So we're going to uh, do this all together as a group. I've never done this before. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what it's Same going to be there. like. But we got three great people joining us here in addition to Kyle. We have Joel and uh, Mike and uh, Bear Goes Long. Bear. Bear Goes yeah. Long. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you each of us give a brief introduction about your trading, how long you've been trading, what uh, asset class you trade, so we can have a sense of uh, where you're coming from. All right. Who wants to start? I, I'll, I'll start. Keep it. Keep it short. I've I've been investing for a few years, and then with the start of COVID, I got uh, I got interested into the trading. Um, started down the path with options and a few other disasters, um, and then uh, kind of identified in that process that futures were what was going to work best for me. Uh, and uh, two years ago, I switched and and started exclusively learning futures and trading futures, and then uh, just deep in this learning path. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you, Bear. Joel. Uh, Mike, you want to go? Oh, oh Mike. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're Although muted, since Purdue's muted. No. <laughs> uh, so I started I started trading in December of 2018. Um, started off with equities. And during the COVID crash is where I found futures. And futures got me through the PDT and started doing both. And then eventually realized I was really a lot better at trading futures than equity. And now I just trade futures exclusively. And I've actually take that back. I've started to dabble a little bit in options again. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Joel? Uh, Joel started trading options in 2018. Uh, started futures in September of 2020. And now I do a little bit of both. Primarily futures, but a little bit of options on the side. Right. I think uh, I think everyone should be familiar with my story at this point, but uh, just the quick highlights, uh, kind of similar to Bear, I had jumped into uh, both, or like trying to learn how to trade actively uh, during the COVID crash. Uh, and then um, maybe about a year after that, started dabbling with the futures and then just kind of found that that was kind of what spoke to me. That was the the, the asset that I really like. Uh, I've been trying to, to figure that out ever since. Excellent. Okay, so now do you guys all have the assessment open? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, great. So the first thing is just to get to know you, and you can fill that in. You know, what, what your relationship to Mind Muscles Academy is. And then you can hit the next button. You're missing the guided visualizations and those Ooh. options. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we don't have everything down here. How long have you been trading? And you've mentioned that. So you, since the assessment requires everything to be answered, you can fill it in there, how long you've been trading, mm -hmm. and then hit the next button. Okay, so the next section is awareness and openness. And this is important because awareness is the foundation 
for any of behavioral change you want to make. And especially since our evolutionary biology has created mind states that work really well on the savannas of Africa when we're chased by the tiger, <laughs> but not so well when we're trading. So awareness and openness. So I'm going to read it out and you guys can fill it in. Uh, and then uh, we'll go on to the next session. So I sometimes wonder why I did what I did during the trading day. So many clients will come to me and say, man, I know I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so when trading doesn't go mm -hmm. right, my frustration builds and builds. And you can answer these for people listening on strongly disagree, mildly disagree, mildly agree, and strongly agree. When I make an impulse or other non-strategy trade, I'm aware that it is an impulse when I am making it. Or is it afterwards? I know why and how I repeat the same trading mistakes over and over. And I can easily become aware of my physical sensations, my feelings and thoughts. So go ahead and finish those up. And do you have any comments on those or any thoughts about the questions or how you answer them? Was that clear? Uh, for the second one, I'll just say that um, uh, I put strongly agree, but it's not frustration necessarily, but mm -hmm. it's uh, mm -hmm. it's another feeling that I can't really quite describe. But there's definitely a strong emotional reaction to that. Uh huh. Do you notice it in your body? Uh, all over, yes. In my thoughts, in my uh, emotional state, and, and even in my physical sensations, yes. Okay, excellent. Any other questions or comments on this section? No, I agree with that. Next, behaviors. Which is ruining the curve. Yeah. <laughs> I always sign it as a test so we know how oh, to gotcha. delete them. Okay, behaviors and change. How do we approach behavioral change? So the first one is I tend to repeat the same trading behaviors even if they don't produce the results I want. I prefer known routines in my life that feel safe. The thought of creating new trading behaviors and responses feels uncomfortable. My friends or family might describe me as a bit stubborn. I feel helpless as my current trading struggles seem unchanged. So I strongly disagree, mildly disagree, mildly agree, or strongly agree to each of those. Oh, man, this is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the third one's kind of, you know, makes me feel uncomfortable and excited at the same time. Uh, it's kind of a lot of conflict there. Okay. Mm -hmm. That, and, I mean, it definitely what... makes me feel uncomfortable, but, you know, at the same time, it's like I, I know that I need to do that. And, and I'm excited about, you know, where that journey is going to take me. But mm -hmm. taking those steps is terrifying. Yeah, it's okay. almost like a feeling of being overwhelmed for me sometimes. Like, uh, like I got to start all over again now to, to prove this new concept. Great. So we have uh, uncomfortable along with excited and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So yeah. actually, I'm going to review this and we may re, uh, rephrase those to include the your okay. input here. I okay. also can, I find it interesting how I believe I would have answered some of these just a few months ago. Oh, oh wow. and so there's there's a, so you sense a difference, yeah. And is that difference positive? Yes, definitely positive. Excellent. 
Okay, mm -hmm. so the next one is execution clarity. This section is important because it focuses on the quality of your execution pr process. I have a clear trading decision process. I know when I have made a trade that is from impulse or from my decision process. I often fail to execute my trading process or plan. In the moment of a trade, I have doubts and reasons to be fearful. And I execute all my setups with ease and flow. So comments on this section before we move on? I was just noticing that it's it's funny that it's the strong emotional response ones are very easy to identify. It's the ones where you're like, ah, but I have the hardest time answering. Like, is it strongly agree or mildly agree? Is it strongly? <laughs> <laughs> but when it's a strongly disagree or agree one, like, oh yeah, that's definitely, that's easy to, to check off. Oh yeah. I'm at one end or the other, all of them. <laughs> uh, one end or the other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Your personal trading compass, mastermind, and routines. This section is important because it focuses on the state of mind we bring to trading. So the again, we're going to strongly disagree, mildly disagree, mildly agree, or strongly agree. I have a checklist in writing or in my mind of the routines that create peak performance. I have a pre-trade routine that reduces negative feelings and thoughts. I only trade if I have, a com have completed my trading routine. I know what I need in terms of my physical body, in terms of rest, nourish nourishment, and exercise to perform at my peak. I can tell the difference when I'm trading from reactions and impulse, and when I am in my master trader state of being. So on the first one, uh, is this, uh, so I have a checklist in writing of the routines that I mm -hmm. use to try to create peak performance, but I am not necessarily convinced yet that they are creating peak performance. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you have the checklist, you do it and mm -hmm. you Still not sure that that checklist correlates with peak performance. I think it could be better is what I'm saying, I guess. The, the checklist could be better? Yes. Okay, excellent. So I think I'm going to put mildly agree with that one. Okay. I, I feel like I'm slightly familiar with the master trading state of being just from the interviews, but I don't, I don't really feel like I've felt that. Um, other than I, I do know when I feel in flow, uh, for lack of better terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rich, can Excellent. you can you kind of explain the master trader mindset real quick for people who might not mm -hmm. be familiar? Sure. In fact, we have a guided visualization that stepping into the master trader's mindset. And what is that like? What does it feel like? What are your physical sensations, your emotions? We can go through a trade from that. And often what I will do if with a private client, I will have them step into the master trader's mindset. And we can we create that either by someone they imagine is a master trader or what that would be like. What's interesting is sometimes people have no concept of how to get there or what is that is like. And our bodies, our mind, our brains will not take us to a state of being 
that we can't visualize and feel like it is a step into something safe and that will serve us well. So part of it is really creating that vision, that feeling, that physiology, the attitudes and the thoughts of the master trader. Now, once we create that, then we can uh, visualize it and we can step into it. So that's what you're pointing out is really important is can we even visualize that? Do we have a vision of what the master trader's mindset is like? I think I've stepped, I felt myself step into it a few different times, but it's always, it's, it's never uh, for extended periods of time. Like it's for a trade or for a, a, a set period of time. And it feels amazing when I get into it. And <laughs> that's something that I definitely, uh, definitely want to figure out how to spend more time doing. Okay. So there's an exercise that where you step into it, you imagine it, you feel it, it feels so good. And then immediately step back into a time when you just blew it, you were terrible, you were greedy or whatever it was. And then step back into the master trader's mindset. That exercise that we do, and I can help people with it, by stepping back and forth, it's not just that you you learn about the master trader's mindset, which you do, but you learn how you make that transition just mm -hmm. by imagining it. Hmm. Oh, here's the thoughts I think. Here's my if if I'm like this, <laughs> ooh, look at like, oh my like god, what's, you know that's obviously not the master <laughs> trader's mindset. Right. So by moving back and forth, we actually learn the thoughts, the emotions and the physical sensations that we can create that bring us there. And once we learn how to do that and create it, oh my gosh, then we can do it at any time. That makes a lot of sense. And then you're also practicing the bringing yourself out of a bad state to get back into the good state as well, too. Precisely, mm -hmm. precisely. Cool if you can force yourself in and out of it controllably. I think Ideally, Rich is you want to pick up on the word force there, I think. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking, <laughs> well, do I want to come in? How about an invitation to step into a master trader's mindset that feels so good you never want to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Measuring what matters. Our, the markets and our minds are very busy with a lot of noise and misinformation. And this section is important because it focuses on the factors in our trading that really matter. One, I monitor or record my physical sensations, my emotions, and the quality of my thoughts while trading. So what I recommend is setting an alarm and just checking in with yourself, with our set scores, our sensations, emotions, and thoughts, and that we have a process for doing that. I have an excellent understanding of a master trader's mindset as my goal. I keep logs on the trades that are according to my strategies and those that are not. So in other words, you can find, here's my strategy trade. Ah, here's my non-strategy trades. You can tell the PL difference. And, and as a result, I keep separate PL logs for each strategy or type of trade I make. And one strategy can be impulse or fear or greed. So you can literally... If you're trading out of a mindset, you can turn that into a strategy and then measure the trades and how well you did. And I track my critical trading behaviors and improvements on a regular basis. Interesting. Uh, can we go back to the first one? Because I'm going to feel really bad right now, but I think that I have to actually put strongly disagree on that. And I hate myself for having to say that out loud here. Okay. 
I so can, can we set... can we rephrase that, Kyle? Mm. Uh, yes, yes, we wow. can. Wow, <laughs> there's a part of me. <laughs> there's a part of me that used to do X, Y, and Z, but I so look forward, and it's going to feel so good as I monitor and record my physical sensations. So rather than hating yourself, invite yourself to the new state. And I'm going to give you a minute here to rephrase that and make the invitation so wonderful you can't resist it. Uh, I am excited by the fact that this assessment has highlighted a spot where I know I can easily improve by taking the tracking and the uh, set scores that I do on a morning basis and carrying that through to the rest of the trading day. Excellent. So any other comments on this section? How does this strike you? Uh, can you kind of expound a little bit more on the last one on there? Um, the tracking critical trading behaviors and improvements. Like how, can you explain what that means a little bit more? Sure. I track or, my or maybe give some examples that yeah I track my critical trading behaviors and improvements so in other words we have a, a mind metrics application that that helps out but you can do it okay. you know on a spreadsheet or or just a, a document so what I noticed was this morning uh I had the you know argument with my wife last night uh we didn't cuddle in bed uh, I got up this morning and normally there was milk in the fridge, but it wasn't there. Um, I'm really irritated. I sit down at the computer and I and I see a setup and I hesitate. Oh, my God, I didn't take it. And then I'm going to not do a bunch of swear words here in case <laughs> there's children listening. <laughs> um, so then what I would do in my journal, I would say I my life was set up in a way that uh, I came irritated about a bunch of other things in my environment. I noticed my trading behavior when I came to the uh, to the marketplace and I didn't execute uh, a setup because of my irritation. And I, and so that would be my journal entry for the day. So, Tracking your critical trading behaviors and improvements on a regular basis means you're just journaling what are the important things or the emotional things or the physical things that are keeping you from the master trader's mindset. I think I think I do a good job of tracking it. It's the review part that I think I could do a lot better. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. So in other words, if you go back and review the the journal or however you track it mm -hmm. and then you could say okay what am i noticing what really stands out what is a consistent theme through all of that and what is underlying or what's driving it so yes, yes all good oh, this next one looks fun <laughs> okay so this is a grab and move oh so what we can do is Select three issues that cost you the most money. Oh, that shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> this one. This one. Mm. Then once Which you move is... them to the right column, you can move them up and down uh, for priority. Ooh. You're only allowed three, eh? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the three most. Well, normally you are, but since this is Kyle's 
putting this together, you have a special dispensation. And you can put in as many as you want. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like the three. I mean, I know, uh, at least I, I feel like I know where the, the core of my problem comes from. And then I let it cascade into these other things. Okay, and well, yeah, maybe I'm if, wrong. Yeah, if you can put the ones that are more core rather than symptomatic, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, because difficulty pulling the trigger and lack of confidence are kind of the same issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's take that one back out. And then there, let's... I'll just keep it to three. I'll follow the rules. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put it as lack of confidence at the top. What's interesting, I think for mine, they're all easily fixed. All three are easily fixed. by. Oh, that, that must feel to. great. Yeah, that's actually pretty <laughs> inspiring. That <laughs> yeah, goes back like two sets of questions ago. Of I know what the problem is, but I keep doing it again yeah. and again and yeah. again. Well, we can we can talk. That's really an important bear. That is such an important thing you just mm -hmm. brought up. So the question is, what drives that repeated behavior? I swear I'm only, I'm two pieces of pizza. <laughs> and, and, and once, as soon as I say that out loud, the next thought that comes to my mind is that I think I know what the problem, but is, but if I can't stop doing the behavior, then maybe that's telling me I haven't actually figured out what the source of the problem is. Yeah. Well, this is a bear. I'm yeah. so glad you brought this up because this is, um, just an important concept. So I'm going to go on to the next about what can, how can we improve your trading? What can we do to support you? And we have all sorts of stuff there and you can select that, but I'm not going to spend any time on that because, well, I'll mention that we have real-time coaching. Uh, we don't have any live groups for the moment. We do have private coaching, uh, online courses. We have a library of tools. We have just a ton of blogs. Oh my gosh, that cover almost everything that are free. So, and we have audios. So we have, we cover the gamut of, of support. Okay. So here's an important section, intention and dedication. On a scale of one to 10, what is your commitment to do what it takes to get rid of your losing behaviors and replace them with profit? Uh, profitable ones no the, the what do you believe right now are your chances of reaching success in your trading goals uh, how much impact does your state of mind emotional reactions and resilience have on your trading results whatever you pick it's more and then there's the comments section. And if you want to have these results sent to you, you can enter your first name and your email address. And what you can do now is I you hit the final button. I, I just took mine down, but you hit the final button. It will return your scores. Your scores. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. But this Ouch. is, but this zero is kind of where the normal trader is mm -hmm. minuses are where there's a deficit 
that that we can really work on that'll make okay. a big difference and the pluses mean it's not as much of an issue well shoot <laughs> <laughs> no this or, is no that this, means lots this of is good i mean because... if you find something you look at your scores and what really stands out for you and, and we can talk about that anybody want to go first Measuring what matters, negative 21. Okay. And, and just, just when I was answering those questions that, I mean, we sort of dived into the, yeah, we talked about it. I remember it going back to the very first episode and I thought about it and I look at it and go, hey, yeah, that, you know, but I'm not doing it. And, and that really confronted me with the fact that I'm not measuring what matters and how mm -hmm. can I expect to improve those things when I'm not measuring them? That's so, an excellent observation. So if you look at your time, all the commitments you have in your life, and you look at taking the time to measure what matters, what stops you? I, the, the only thing I can wonder is if it just comes back to, to fear on some level, fear of change, fear of doing something mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. um i i find it hard to believe that it's fear of learning something new because that's been the greatest thing that i've i've gained from this trading journey as i've learned so much about myself and i've i've made so many positive changes in my life and my attitude and i i, I don't know what i'm afraid of because because every change that i've made as a result of trading has just been incredibly positive bear thanks for sharing that by the way that's uh I think a lot of people can can relate to what you just shared there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, you know, what what stops us? And there's a whole bunch of things is I have to confront what's going on at a deeper level. I'm not ready to step into a tra master trader's mindset. And this is one thing that nobody comes to me and and says, Rich, I'm not ready for success. But as I work with my clients, do you realize the power you have if you are consistently profitable and all you need to do is increase your size? It's a superpower. I was trying to explain that to my wife the other day, like why that would, why that's such a, a powerful thing. And I was like, it's unlimited. Like you can scale this to wherever you want. Like that's, that is kind of terrifying sometimes to think about. It is. You, you can, can scale it as far as you can maintain your mindset. Mm -hmm. Boy, I would like to underline that, highlight it, put it in flashing lights. Would you say that again? You can scale it as far as you can contain your mindset. Exactly. Exactly. Maintain. Mm -hmm. Maintain your mindset. mindset. Thank you. Not contain. Maintain. You know that you know, a lot of many lottery winners return to their normal net worth. Mm -hmm. uh, NFL any... football players, tens of millions of dollars they've made, not enough Oof. money to retire. That stepping into that mindset of wealth, the responsibility, the good you can do, the bad you can do. I wrote a whole book, A co Private Conversation with Money, mm -hmm. because to step into that wealth when it isn't part of our background or our training 
is terrifying or some, a lot of people feel a tremendous amount of guilt around that. Mm-hmm. So stepping into that and the power sometimes will stop us from doing what we need to do. That's a great observation. Thank you, Bear. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I feel like you, you you both touched into that pretty deeply in the the last episode or the fifth episode, um, but I, I I it just it's still processing it. You know, it's 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 one thing to hear it; it's another thing to think about it. But it's it's a whole different dimension to actually do it and follow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what we can do is get set. In fact, we're going to give everybody who wants to complete this. A, a chance to set a time with me to get this process going. So Bear, we'll we'll do that okay. and we'll start the process. And sometimes just having somebody on the other side of that line saying, hey, hey, Bear, this is going to feel so good when you get here. This is going to make such a difference. That invitation, I know in my own life when I have somebody I respect or a mentor or a coach who says, hey, come on. It's right here. It's going to feel so good that all of a sudden that barrier disappears. I can confirm that from every uh, every recording I've done with Rich. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Okay, Joel, your uh, thoughts or comments on the results? My lowest score was behavior and change. Mm-hmm. I got minus 21. Okay. So in your life as a whole, changing your behaviors, how do you experience that? Terribly. Terribly. I don't change my behaviors. I am as consistent and persistent as it comes. Okay. And some of those behaviors that are consistent, my guess is, serve you very well. Absolutely. Oh, boy. I know from my own life, I have some behaviors that have just been re- find over the decades and men they relieve stress i don't have to think about them they my life works they produce positive results all the time yeah 
Okay. Now, are there behaviors, Joel, that don't serve you well that you repeat? There are many, actually. Okay. Can you give me an example of something that you would like to change and step into a new behavior? Um, I'll give you two. They're related. One of them is just two pieces of pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other one is uh, just going out and tying my shoes. I think if I, if I could convince myself to tie my shoes and step out on the driveway every day, I would probably run every day. But I don't um, for whatever reason. Hmm. And so I end up running like maybe one or two days a week where I could run four or five. Excellent. Mm -hmm. hmm. So by tying your shoes, that's a metaphor for getting dressed as a runner. Yeah. I could sit on the couch and watch TV. I could go play Nintendo. I could, you know, read a book. I could look at my computer. I could look at charts. Okay. I so here's, play. here's the exercise. You, you can do all of those things. Yeah. I want you to take your running shoes and set yeah. them next to you. That's it. Okay. Can you do that? Absolutely. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So, so here's what I find that in the morning I had, had a bad back for a long time. And for the last three years, I've been doing a series of stretches and exercises in the morning, no back problems. So what I do is I just say, okay, I don't have to exercise or do the whole thing this morning. All I need to do is my cat stretches, you know, where you're just bending your back yep. and I, and I breathe with it. That's all I have to do. <laughs> the rest of them just come. Right. I get my breath right. going. So all you need to do is put your running shoes next to you while you're doing your Nintendo or whatever. That's the first step. Yeah. That's it. Just having the, the first step completed yeah. or the easy task to check off your, your list yeah. makes it that much easier to do the rest right. of it. And, and the next thing is maybe sure. to, you know, put them on. Mm -hmm. But let's just start yeah. easy. Just set them next to you. Awesome. I can do that for sure. Okay. So the behaviors that you want, what we're going to do is we're going to create an inviting first step that you can do. And this is for everyone. Okay, other thoughts on the assessment results? Anything that stands out for you? Anything on the plus side that's going really well and working for you that feels good? I got a 21 uh, on intentions. Okay. So that's really good. Similar. Excellent. Okay, the average score of 1,000 traders on intention is about a nine. Okay. Oh, that means we're going to make it. Yeah. And <laughs> what, did, what did you say you were at, Mike? <laughs> On intentions, I am 20. Okay. How does the rest of your results, uh, Mike? I don't think we've heard from you yet. They actually pegged me pretty well. Um, and I actually had a feeling it would go this direction. Um, my lowest score is negative 21 on measuring what matters. <laughs> and that does not surprise me at all right now. Um, but what caught my attention was actually in the awareness and openness, I got a negative five, but reading the paragraphs that go beneath it, this sentence put me in, a, it pegged me pretty good. 
In the past, you may have avoided such real-time awareness because of the conflicts, discomfort, and the pain that triggers this. And that sums up a lot of my problems with my trading is when I get frustrated with work, employees, whatever it may be, that takes me away from being aware of what I'm doing and I take my anger out on the screen. Oh man, that is such a powerful awareness, Mike. With that awareness now, we you can work with that. So one of the exercises that my clients do is they put a uh, rope on the floor or blue tape or something hanging in front of their trading desk. So when they step into it, there's something they have to do physically. And before you do that, you say, what are my physical sensations? So I'll do that right now. So my physical sensations, I notice my stomach's a little tight. My breathing's a little shallow. My I'm going to exaggerate my voice. Oh, okay. Uh, my voice is going down. It's lower. My shoulders, I'm relaxing them. My emotions are, oh, okay, this is just fine. This is a great group of people, Kyle. I feel just so connected to each one. So my emotions right now are just gratitude and wonderful. And my thoughts before were, uh, I didn't quite use sh the share screens right. I didn't quite have the right thing. I'm going to have to edit it. So I had these all these critical thoughts about what I was doing. But what if, just well, I had the thought, this is an amazing group. This is a wonderful conversation. I so appreciate it. So if I shift my thoughts from the critical technical issues to that, shift my body, shift my emotions. Wow. As my presence right now feels so much better. So what I'm doing is, rather than saying what Rich should do, it's a constant invitation to something that just feels better. So Mike, what you can do is put something, just something you have to move or step over and say, okay, before I do this, do what Rich just did. What are my physical sensations? What are my emotions? What are my thoughts? I'm all pissed off about something at work or didn't work. And I'm thinking about this. I'm angry. I don't know. Ah, is this the mic I want to bring to trading? Hmm. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> and then you can either do a routine or you can solve and, and spend some time with all the thoughts and worries you have and, and start taking care of things before you step into trading. <clears throat> difficult yeah, part is difficult part for me is I trade while I'm at the office. So I think really I need to either be one place or the other and either shut down all my screens and not trade at the office or you know, work something out to where either I'm trading or I'm at the office. It can't be both. That's a really important consideration. When you step into the master trader's mindset and you've been there for a while and you've built up the routines, the habit, the mental state, the neural connections, you can tolerate more and more external environment intrusions and all that. If that is a challenge, then the external events and impulses 
can disrupt that master trader's mindset more easily. So knowing that you can do it in the future and knowing that you are going to set up step-by-step, step, easy steps to that master trader's mindset, that's a really good thought. Uh, I was looking through my results and I was actually kind of surprised by some of them. One of them was the uh, mastermind and routines. I actually got a really high score on that. That kind of surprised me, but I think the the mind metrics applications and some of the stuff that I've been doing from Rich's uh, stuff that he shared with me, I think has really helped elevate those scores. Uh, it's comforting to see that I'm on the right path in those in those areas. Uh, the one that I did the worst on was the behavior and change, or let me rephrase that. The one I can have the, the biggest room for improvement <laughs> on is the behaviors and change assessment. Oh, Kyle, I love you. <laughs> I don't even have to say a word. I just have to look mm. at you go. <laughs> I didn't even see you. I, I hear you in my head. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> look out. Rich Friesen's in your head. But he's not critical. He's inviting. I make sure they make that distinction. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the behavior and change assessment. I think that I think that's fair. Uh, that is probably the area where I think I could stand to improve and benefit from the most. Uh, I was surprised that it was actually higher than I expected it to be uh, at a minus five. I thought that that would be much, uh, much lower on that scale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things I think... It, it, trying to think of where my hangups are. Like I know what I could do to improve, but it sometimes it's just very difficult or there's easy to make excuses to to not make those changes and affect those changes. Like going to bed early is one thing yeah. that I struggle with a lot. Yeah. And trying to or inviting myself to <laughs> you got yourself <laughs> <laughs> inviting myself to to try a better way that uh, uh better suits my trading purposes and all mm -hmm. that uh like i resist it i resist it because and i'm not sure why okay uh, i'm not sure what i'm holding on to that i that okay. so that, that voice that resists yeah. if we gave the name that voice that says i'm not going to bed what what would you give the what name would you give that voice Probably stubborn. Stubborn. Okay. <laughs> stubborn. You don't want Kyle to go to bed on time. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So what do you do for Kyle? I give him a chance to unwind at the end of his day. Oh, gosh. That sounds like a really valuable contribution. Yes. You give him a chance. So if he goes to bed right away, what happens? If he goes to bed at the time that he wants to, he will not get as much of that time it starts cutting into that that time unwind time yeah the importance of that time is it's the time between when my wife goes to bed and when i go to bed and that's my time that's your time yes and so like i'll give some specific examples when the wife uh, gets a nap in the and you know the early part of the day and then can stay up till 10 o'clock mm -hmm. well now <laughs> i've only got a half hour to myself and like it's almost like i don't want to give that time away if that makes sense. Sure. So it's really valuable and you have a positive intention for Kyle to mm -hmm. maintain that his time to unwind, be himself, and to take care of himself. Is that right? Yeah, to not have to think about anybody else's concerns or anything else other than what I want to do. Excellent. 
Okay, so if that is the time before you, he goes to between this time, his wife goes to bed and he goes to bed. It it sounds like some of that is out of your control. Is that right? Stubborn? Uh, possibly, yes. Yeah. I think that would be fair How to say. would you like to take more control of that time to give Kyle the gift of his personal time? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Stubborn, hmm. I appreciate your positive intent for Kyle. And I'm just going to plant the seed is, huh, how could I create that intentionally within my control rather than just being leftover time or uh, time that I can't control? So if you have no idea, that's okay, but well, I'm just... Let me, let, me, uh, let me backpedal a little bit on that. Um, I think... And I'm sorry, hon, because this will be the first time you're probably hearing this. <laughs> oh, dear. That oh, dear. Right there is, is the issue. Because uh, my wife, I think she likes to stay up later because she's typically, she typically goes to bed early. Like she, mm -hmm. She'll go to bed at 8 o'clock some nights. And that's great. I can have two hours to myself, uh, go to bed at 10 o'clock, wake up, feel great and rested. Um, even if she stays up till 9, it's not that big of an issue. And an hour, hour and a half is plenty of time. Um I think I just need to have that conversation with her and let her know that, hey, this time is valuable to me. You get the same benefits in the mornings. And we've had that conversation before. Mm -hmm. She gets up early and likes to have those couple hours before I yep. get up that she gets to do what she wants. So I think it just needs, I think we just need to get on the same page is all it is. Yeah, that's, so once you've identified that positive intent, mm -hmm. then you can say, okay, how can I be an agent in my life and create that intentionally. So well done, Kyle. Ooh, I like the way you said that, Rich. Be an agent for the change that you want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important because what we do at, a, at Mind Muscles is we start with a base of awareness. Mm -hmm. And then we look at acceptance. So whatever we discover, we accept it. And then from that, we can then say, oh, now what do I want? So the awareness actually morphs into agency, the ability to create what we want with, mm. when we practice it enough. That makes sense. You can't yeah. intentionally change something if you don't know what's there. Yep. And we can't intentionally change it, in, at least in my current model, with discipline or force or willpower. Right. We accept it. And what, you know, what we just did in modeling this is... I talk to your stubborn part as a positive intent for Kyle. Mm -hmm. I didn't say, don't be so stubborn. <laughs> right. Make them. <laughs> but no, we find the positive intent and each of you can do that. So either that Joel or Bear. Inviting? What? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Is that, so is that the importance of inviting? Uh, I, I watched Kyle yes. change his phrasing around and, mm -hmm. and, you know, instead of saying, this, 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 we say, I invite myself to. Yes. And if we can invite ourselves to something that feels better in the moment, uh, moves us to our long-term goal and honors our va deepest values. And when, when I have a client and he says, oh, that feels better. I know then we, if we can do that for one minute, we can do it for an hour, a week, and a year. 
wake, wake up in the mornings and invite myself to go for a run because I know how good it's going to feel. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then it becomes a choice, right? I think is the, mm. the key difference. It's no longer when I say try, or I need to do this or, or, or those types of words, then it's, it's a fight now. now I'm trying to, like he just mentioned with the discipline and trying to force yourself to do mm -hmm. better when you're forcing those changes, how are they ever going to be effective when you intentionally choose to do them? I think that's where the power to actually affect positive change in your life comes from. Right. And remember that neural neural connections, like when we learned mm -hmm. to drive, everything had to be, oh, what were we doing? But now I can have a conversation while driving down the freeway. So mm -hmm. when those neural connections are there for a new change, you know, if we can just set our shoes beside us when we're playing Nintendo, okay, we're making a, a connection there. Oh, I can put the shoes on. Ooh, I went for a run and it felt so good. So we're going from judging ourselves, willpower, discipline, to constantly inviting ourselves to things that feel better, honor our values, and get us to our goals. Oh my gosh, what a life of expecting things to be better and better. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. It is. I'm going to store my running shoes on my keyboard. <laughs> I, 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 I keep mine on my desk. That's awesome. And my, <laughs> we were just talking about these uh, zero trails. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about that with what you're talking about, putting in your shoes there. That's something I actually do unknowingly because I get up very, very in the morning to go to the gym. But I have a pre-routine in the morning where... All my protein shakes, my backpack, all my gear is ready to go in the morning. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm quicker out the door. Um, but it's also that routine of of getting ready for tomorrow that, you know, it's actually, I was just thinking about it. I missed that routine yesterday and I didn't go to the gym. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. I found that for my morning stretches and exercises, that sometimes I'm thinking about a dozen things and I'll find myself laying out my mat and starting to do them because it's such a habit now that, you know, it's, it's like my body just does it. Mm -hmm. Right. If putting on your shoes can be the exact same habit when you move to wherever they are as putting your seatbelt on when you jump in the car. Yep. Exactly. You're looking for exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't have to, to think try about it. it anymore. I'm super excited to try it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just a slight rephrase. It's going to feel so good. I just <laughs> try the first step. Oh, let's do the first step. That try word. There is yeah. no try. Yeah. Star every Wars. Time. Every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> do or do not. Okay, any thoughts before we go? I, I just want to first give my appreciations to Joel and Bear and Mike, and especially Kyle. You guys have been so uh, forthcoming. And what you're doing right now is creating a model for everybody who watches this for awareness, self-acceptance, and moving to agency. Each one of you, in a different way, has provided a path and a model for other people to follow you. So Kyle, I am so appreciative of you of finding these incredible guys and uh, being able to put this all together. And I think this is going to be a benefit for everybody who can watch this. 
And if you watch this and you want the an invitation from Rich to feel better, nice. we're going to have a, a, an invitation. We'll put it on the on in a link, and it will be something like uh, mindmuscles.com uh, slash two bulls, and there will be how to how to get a hold of me. Um, all right. Does anybody else have anything that they want to say before we wrap up today? Thank you, Rich. Uh, you both. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I definitely want to echo Rich's sentiment. Thanks to everybody who who took the time to join, and also for for the honest uh, responses yeah. that, that we got today too. That that stoked some amazing conversation and some insights. And I think I learned a little bit of something from everything you guys each shared too. So exactly my appreciation goes out to both of you guys as well or all all four of you guys I should say <laughs> all right uh sadly though that means that we've come to the end of our time with rich and it's always a sad moment i think but but there's no need to be sad because we've got a great backlog of <laughs> amazing episodes that we've done with them in the past that will all be linked in the the web page uh, you can check all those out at two bulls in a china shop.com and you can also visit mindmusclesacademy.com or the uh, conversations.money slash two bulls where we've been uh, putting all the homework and everything up for for all these episodes uh, thanks again to everybody who stuck around to the end and thank you rich for for the suggestion for this exercise uh, this was actually your idea i know you're <laughs> i forgot about it yeah. <laughs> very polite to share the credit but this is definitely your idea and it was fantastic um, well let's do it again <laughs> absolutely yes yeah we should uh, we'll be back uh, soon with another exciting episode. But until then, uh, I'd like to invite everybody to rate this episode. <laughs> Tell us how great we're doing, because that would feel amazing. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.